Kihi. Hello? Is this thing on? Uh, it is. And we're back. To be completely honest, I wasn't entirely sure we would be. If you go back and listen to the last few minutes of the last episode in Series 5, I went out a bit of a tear about how now is the time to change the world. And if you listen to that, you can tell I was leaving nothing unsaid. When I finished that episode, I knew, even if it were my last show, that I went out just the way I wanted. I said precisely what needed to be said. And if I got more than that, well, that'd be a blessing. So welcome back, or if this is your first time, welcome to the next billion seconds. We've had a break, six months and 17 days, not that I was counting. In that time, a lot has changed, all of it for the better. First, and the one that's both least visible and most significant, we've moved. The next billion seconds is no longer distributed by listener. You probably realized something was different at the very start of the show. An audio jingle in the opening from our new distribution and production partners, Ample. Well, I have been working with Ample on other projects, my side hustles, for the past three years. We know each other well, Ample and I. We know how to work together. And we both have some very strong feelings about how to make the next billion seconds better. Those feelings are backed up by plans. So if you're wondering why this matters, know that you will still be getting the same show off the same feed. Nothing about that will change. But what we're doing and how we're doing it, that changes. You'll be getting something new from us every week this year. We'll continue to have our short-form series, more on those a bit later, and we'll have our main series episodes, which I'll talk about in just a moment. Into that mix, we're adding something we're calling briefings. They're a bit shorter and tightly focused on one topic, one current topic, something that's newsworthy and perhaps hasn't been covered much in the news. Those are the kinds of stories that act like x-rays because they give us a view of everything going on underneath the surface. Briefings are designed to provide insight. And the first of those briefings will be along before the end of April. We're pretty sure you'll like them. Now, let's talk about the main series, the episodes where we deal with the big theme of the next billion seconds, the next 30 years, that billion seconds. They are the most important in human history. This is it. This is that moment. And there are no do-overs. In Series 5, we produced a six-part miniseries on sustainability. We broke it down into agriculture, energy, transport, and what needed to be done. What we could as individuals, as communities, and as a nation, what we could do about it. Because this show is all about empowerment. It always has been. It always will be. And at the center of that series, we got a chance to interview inventor and visionary Saul Griffith. Saul doesn't think small. Far from it. He had just published his book, Electrify, which showed how the United States could cut its carbon emissions by at least two-thirds within a decade simply by electrifying its domestic sphere, the home. 
Saul was in Australia when I interviewed him. We were both in COVID lockdown. He was putting the finishing touches on his next book, The Big Switch, which we'll link to on our website. Now, The Big Switch does for Australia what Electrify did for America. It takes a look at all of the energy inputs, all of the energy demands, and then does the maths to show how electrifying Australia's 7 million homes could nearly eliminate our carbon emissions. And not only that, but saves us so much money that it would put $5,000 into every householder's pocket by 2030 and every single year after that. Now, he said as much on our show last year, and he made it clear that all of this was doable if we would just do it. And that was the moment that something began to itch in the back of my mind. It was, it was the kind of itch that you wish you could scratch, but you can't. It just starts to drive you crazy. It's that kind of itch. Because here was Saul. He's a man with a plan. And here's Australia, definitely in need of one, but nothing's lining up. And I, I couldn't quite understand why. We're not lazy, we're not poor, and we're certainly not ignorant. So what is it? What's keeping all of this transformation bottled up? And that's when I hit it. Empowerment. Australia is a tiny nation in population, and it's far away. And we reckon that makes us insignificant, at least in a global context. Sure, we always like to say that we punch above our weight, and mostly that's a way of consoling ourselves. But truly, it's not a myth. It's not just a story we tell ourselves. We have far more power than we recognize. And that's the theme of Series 6 of the next billion seconds. I'm calling it world-changing. Because folks right here, working right now, are doing things that as they achieve global scale, they change the world for the better. Right now, right here. This isn't something happening far off in the never, never. Far from it. And my job in this series is to find these folks, tell these stories, and show you how their work is already changing the world for the better. How Australia is busily making the world a better place. Because that, that's the missing piece here. And when we know that, when we believe that, then small changes, like electrifying Australia's homes, they're easy. Because when compared to the other things we're doing, they are. We are already empowered. We, we just don't know it. And this little bit of world changing with a little luck becomes a lot of mind changing. That's the goal anyway. Those episodes are in the pipeline and they'll be coming to you all throughout the year as we look at waste and energy and food and transportation, all of them being completely transformed by Australians who are changing the world. Saul Griffiths, one of them, and he's far from alone. In a moment, we'll take a tour through the rest of what we're bringing you in Series 6 of the next billion seconds. As I said earlier, we have some great miniseries coming up throughout Series 6. The first of these we're calling, Are You Crypto Crazy? It picks up where Cryptonomics left off. Cryptonomics has always been among the most popular of our shows, I reckon, because it took the time to explain how all of this works. All of these cryptocurrencies and digital currencies and all of that. 
Even after that, I get asked two questions by folks all of the time. Should I buy cryptocurrency and which cryptocurrency should I buy? Now, we have stayed away from that on Cryptonomics. We explained what cryptocurrencies were and how they worked. We, we never made a recommendation, but it turns out through a quirk in Australian securities laws that pretty much anyone can make any recommendation they want about investing in cryptocurrencies without running afoul of the nation's very strict laws regulating financial advice. <laughs> That's because the Australian government doesn't really consider cryptocurrency a form of investing, even if several million Australians do. So we're going to leap right into that breach with our own series and our own advice about Bitcoin, about Ethereum, about NFTs, those are the non-fungible tokens you maybe have heard of. And most importantly, how do you keep any of this digital cash and digital art and digital whatever, how do you keep that safe from being stolen? These are basics that everyone thinks they should know, but they never get covered anywhere. So we're going to do our best to fix that. And yes, we'll even tell you exactly how bad Bitcoin is for the planet. That's all coming on Are You Crypto Crazy? Now, we're also working on another miniseries that's out of this world, literally. Over the course of my lifetime, space has transformed from a point of national pride, you know, putting astronauts on the moon, into this galaxy of cheap, reusable rockets that launch tourists on pleasure cruises and now tens of thousands of high-speed internet satellites into orbit and all the while adding tens of thousands of dangerous bits of space junk. This isn't a space race. This is space chaos. And... In that chaos, there are fortunes being made, bragging rights won, and the opening of a new kind of frontier. A hundred years ago, the poles opened up to explorers. Today, it's near Earth orbit. Tomorrow, the moon, and the day after, Mars. But where we are right now has changed so fast and so comprehensively from where we were just a decade ago. It's nothing short of astonishing, and that's created its own problems. Some of them we can fix. The rest, well, we can only prepare. You'll get the whole of that story in our mini-series on space. And then there's this one mini-series coming up that I have a, an attachment to. Now, nearly 30 years ago, my buddy Tony Parisi and I, we created something that we called Labyrinth. It was a three-dimensional interface to this very weird new technology known as the World Wide Web. And I'll link to all of this on the website. We renamed it. We gave it a properly geeky name, VRML. That's the Virtual Reality Modeling Language. And VRML, it got used by millions of folks all around the world to create these little virtual reality worlds that could all link together, just like web pages link together. And VRML made possible some of the first steps in what we are now calling the metaverse. Metaverse goes back a long way, first in fiction and then in technology. And, well, now everyone wants a piece of the metaverse. Mark Zuckerberg renamed Facebook Meta because he wants his firm to be the metaverse company. If the metaverse is so important that a trillion-dollar company decides to focus on it pretty much to the exclusion of all else, well, it merits a look, a telling of the tale. And that's why we're bringing you a brief history of the metaverse – 
all the way back from its early beginnings to its first life, its second life, its death, and then this most unexpected resurrection. And we won't be alone on this journey. Tony Parisi, the mayor of the metaverse himself, he will be joining us. It's a great story. And when we know where we've come from, we get a much better sense of where we're going and why we might want to go there. So look for a brief history of the metaverse to drop later this year. And of course, we'll have more great episodes of The Next Billion Cars. Co-host Sally Dominguez and special correspondent Drew Smith will be back to help us explore the big questions as the world's largest industry negotiates a transition into electrification and, just maybe long at last, another into autonomous vehicles. It's all change in transportation, and this change, it's only barely begun. So we'll be back with more stories about the next billion cars. And just finally, let me mention something that we won't be talking much about. The war, which no one really expected and which changed pretty much everything. And yes, sure, it's fascinating because there's a massive amount of change happening due to it. But it's almost all really depressing. And right now, it feels as though we've had a belly full of that. More here on this show, it would simply be disempowering. And that's not what this show is about. But we're not in denial. It's going on, and we will point to it every once in a while, most particularly in our first briefing episode. But we won't focus on it, not now. We've got better stories to share. So that's what's coming up in Series 6. It's all new beginnings. It's all world-changing. It's how we will make this decade work together. So join me on this journey into the next billion seconds. In our next episode of The Next Billion Seconds, we'll review the predictions I made at the start of Series 5. How did I do? I'll score myself and we'll see whether I rate as a futurist. After that, we'll go to the experts and ask for their predictions for 2022. In a time of change, what changes will touch us and how will they change the world? That's coming up in our next show. The Next Billion Seconds is written by Mark Pesci, produced by Stuart Buckland for Ample, audio production by Justin MacArthur. For more background about the topics mentioned in this episode, links to Saul Griffith's new book, The Big Switch, and another link to this early version of the Labyrinth 3D web software that you can download and play with yourself, please visit our website at nextbillionseconds.com. The Next Billion Seconds is now powered by Ample Audio. Follow the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many other podcast platforms. This is Mark Pesci, thanking you for listening. Ample. Hee hee. Is this thing on? Yeah, that's on. Don't touch that.